0: Before we get started on Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine, we'd like to tell you about the Miracle Moments Luncheon to benefit Easter Seals UCP Port Health. Earfluence, which produces this podcast, is a proud sponsor, and we'd like you to join us May first, twenty twenty four, at eleven thirty Eastern Time at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary. This event helps raise funds and awareness for the life changing direct services provided to more than forty thousand children, adults, and families living with disabilities, mental health, and substance challenges so they can live their best lives. We'll put more information on Easter Seals and the luncheon in the show notes, but again, that's Wednesday, May 1st at 1130 at the Hilton Garden Inn in Cary, and we hope to see you there.
1: Attention bourbon lovers, are you ready for a taste sensation like no other? Old Raleigh Distillery, recently awarded Best Micro Distillery in the U.S., invites you to experience the art of whiskey blending firsthand. Located just east of Raleigh in downtown Zebulon, the distillery specializes in premium, microbatch bourbon, and limited-release whiskeys. Visit the tasting room Tuesday through Sunday to savor a wide variety of whiskeys, specialty cocktails, wine, and beer. And don't miss a chance to peek behind the curtain with a tour of the blending operation every Saturday and Sunday at 1 and 2 p.m. For more information and to plan your visit, visit oldraleydistillery.com follow on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Old Raleigh Distillery for exclusive updates and behind-the-scenes content. Old Raleigh Distillery, where every sip tells a story. It's always tight. We always say best overall bar, keep in mind, is the bar you go to when you've had a great day, and it's the bar you go to when you've had a bad day. Yep. It's your bar.
0: I mean, I think part of going out is the experience. Yes. And okay. all of these places make good drinks, obviously. Yeah. But when there's, you know, it's like dinner and a show,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> like a cocktail and a show. Absolutely. It's super fun. Seriously, this is a hot issue. It sells out, it is gone. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball you'd be surprised what people will tell us. RMO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. Today we're talking about Raleigh's best bars. Last fall, we asked readers, followers, and listeners to cast their ballot for their favorite bars. And boy, you listened. More ballots were cast this year than ever before. So we have your bar bible or bucket list Or both. And new this year, we introduced the highly curated list of 16 nominees for the 2022 Best Bartender and Voters Have Spoken. With me today is Raleigh Magazine's Editor-in-Chief, Melissa Housam, to talk about the superheated races, the winners, and a few surprises. Melissa, thanks for coming in. It's good to be back.
0: Um, Cheers to chatting our favorite content. Absolutely. Um, Also, you know, fun fact, this was actually my first issue as Editor-in-Chief of Raleigh Magazine, so this is now my third uh, it's my two-year anniversary. I didn't that. So yeah, this is my cool. third Best Bars issue. Um, it's a super special one. Obviously, not not for that reason, but just in general, is one of our. Oh issues. come on, it's, it's all special. about
1: you. All oh, right, right. It's all about me.
0: Um, so it's really fun to celebrate these bars that mean so much to our community and to have been through the last couple of years of this, um, and have them back in full force and see the tide shift over time and what the public wants and what they like. And as Eric Church says,
1: people have drinks about feelings and vice versa. Obviously. <laughs> Oh Yeah. Well, this is our sixth year announcing the 50 best bars, and this year it was a race to the wire for many bars. There were definitely a few upsets, a few newcomers to the list. The race for best overall bar was really tight between third and fourth. Now, it's always tight. We always say best overall bar, keep in mind, is the bar you go to when you've had a great day, and it's the bar you go to when you've had a bad day. Yep. It's
0: your bar. It's to come as you are, take me as I am yes. any occasion. and you know so before we drum roll announce the best overall, I should say this this episode is dropping uh, the day our issue is dropping. So grab an issue. we're only gonna we're only gonna give you some of the fun winners. So all right so overall we have three best overall winners and those are uh, Dram and Draft, Annie Betty's and Watson Ward. And this is actually pretty huge because Watson Ward has won best overall before, but did not win last year, so they're back. And William and & Company was just a couple votes right outside of these top three. So we almost needed a top four. <laughs> Wilco for the regulars.
1: Yes, and I mean, it was it was super tight. And you know all about some cocktails at Wilco. That is one of Melissa's favorite yes, spots. In fact, you picked it on the masthead in the magazine. We alongside had. three other people. So this like voting matters. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But keep in mind, the overall winners can win in other categories. So if they win as overall, they also win for best restaurant bar, best cocktail bar, whatever. But you can't win in two categories. Right. Does that makes sense. Hope it so. makes sense to me. <laughs> Dram is the only five-time winner in Best Overall. They weren't open the first year. Um, Kevin, I think, boasting, bragging, hoping, fingers crossed, that they stay there, wants to build a shelf to put all of his golden shakers, which is the award that Best Overall Bars get, is a golden shaker to display in the bar. A shrine. He wants a shrine. (laughs) He wants a shrine. (laughs) Imagine that with Kevin. But keep in mind, this is our sixth year. They've won five, and by— the end of March or end of April, they will have seven bars across North Carolina. That's so insane. So their Winston location will open before the end of March, and Charlotte will open before the end of April.
0: Oh, it's coming up fast. Yeah. Isn't
1: there a thing, though, speaking of
0: Kevin Shrine, about like some one of our awards went in the wrong hands, and they're all fighting yeah, to get it back? There,
1: <laughs> There was some sneaky maneuvering, and word has it that a whiskey award the pandemic year— might have been taken by a Foundation bartender and is <laughs> hidden somewhere in the bar. And if you know the history of Kevin and Foundation, he used to work there before he opened his own place. So I think there's a love-hate back-and-forth teasing. So. It's really funny.
0: I hope it's a tradition that continues.
1: Like, they just keep, He's, you know. He said if he builds a shelf, it's going to be high enough that no one from Foundation can reach it. <laughs> <No. So. laughs> no. um, Annie Betty's is another repeat a four-peat, if you want to call it, four consecutive Best Bars Awards. And you know I love this spot. I'm oh, a gin yeah. drinker. Everybody knows it. And Greg is a fantastic bartender. It's a cool spot. I always say... Get over the fact that it's in the corner of Morgan Street Food Hall. Go in from the outside of the street. And can you even enter from the inside? Because I've never been able to you find can, that You can, but it's a brown door and nobody knows where uh, it goes to. Yeah. So it's kind of it like has a
0: street entrance that everybody else yeah. uses. I'm yeah. just
1: saying, you know, it's right there on the corner and it is the coolest spot. Colorful. It was actually on the cover of the magazine yeah. um, the year it
0: opened. It's really cool. And it's not, I mean, they obviously it's a gin is their thing, um, and tonics, you <laughs> know, homemade, house made tonics, but um that they have a lot of really phenomenal beverages that aren't they just have everything. gin and tonics. Yeah. Yeah. You, you
1: don't have to drink gin if you go there. They have bourbon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that brings us to Watson Ward. Like I said, they weren't best overall last year, but they had been, uh, I think, two times before in 2018 and 2019. And they also won for best speakeasy, which is usually their thing because that's what they are, obviously. Yeah. So um, if you don't know the bar, it's tucked underground. You go down a steep staircase across from Moore Square— It's a multi-room, dimly lit, drinking den with nods to the prohibition. Fun fact, um, I learned this while we were writing the feature this year, because you always have to find something different to say about these bars every year. The name actually comes from an act and a law. So, the Watts Act of 1903 and the Ward Law of 1905, which were essentially set to, quote, crush free spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, around the time of the bootleg era. And so— Everything about this bar is a nod to Prohibition, and it's it's so well done that it makes you feel like you should actually hide your drink. Like, that's how I feel when I'm in there. Oh, yeah. So, well, and uh, it's did, a good spot. They
1: also created an incredible outdoor spot that maybe kind of existed but didn't really exist. Yeah. So, when COVID hit, they had one of the best outdoor spaces available.
0: Yeah. So, it's still there. You know, it's such a juxtaposition from the underground vibe, and you kind of go back. To me, it has very European feel, mm-hmm. strong lights, you know, picnic tables, it is really a great. It's like a big yard. It's a great place to be across from the park. And I have to say, I was in there recently. You know, we, we always go to all these bars, but we visited them, I feel like, more during the voting period. Um, and so I went to Watson Ward during that time, which was one of our bartender nominees as well. And he happened to be there, and he made me a Moon Rider, which is on their menu. If I remember correctly, it's sort of like a like a, their take on like a sp- little bit not very but a little bit spicy margarita but the best part is there's like a shrub that they light on fire it was very grammable um and and we did post it so you should follow us on instagram but it's just a cool bar like they had they take the time to make cocktails they they're not they're not known for pouring you know vodka tonics right right? you know they're gonna make they're gonna make you a drink so
1: when i love how there's so many little rooms
0: yeah you,
1: you kind of get lost in there if you've had a few.
0: I had a friend who had their reception there. Oh, and I neat. didn't, yeah, I didn't know how that was going to go until I got there. And it was the very back room. Um, and they just had that one reserved off. And it was very vibey. Like mm-hmm. it was so cool. Yeah, I would have never thought to do that, but it's a cool stuff. Well, there spot. was
1: some big moves made in the best restaurant yes. bar category. It's interesting. Vidrio is a five time winner. I mean, they have hundreds of wines on tap. They have that beautiful atmosphere. I mean, their bar is lovely. Cocktails, the whole bit. It it pairs so nicely with how amazing the food is and the decor. It's a great spot. Stanberry is back on the list. Now, this is crazy. They were uh, a best restaurant bar in 2018 and haven't been on the list since. But they made our best restaurant list back in the fall. exactly. So, you know, it doesn't mean they aren't a great. It just sometimes means things come in and come out, and you're and you're following. They really jumped on board and voted. Well, right. And this is all a vote.
0: So it's just this thing who voted, yeah. and, you know, they have a voice. But there's no doubt this is one of the best restaurants in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. But then with that recognition and more people going there, you know, maybe the bar— Kind of became a renewed gym. Obviously, yeah. it had won before, so sure. it wasn't a secret. But Absolutely. Yeah, I think, at the, and I think that area is emerging more and more as a hotspot. Yeah, I think so. There's a lot coming that way. Mm-hmm. So our other restaurant bar, this is actually a first-time winner. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually like a family favorite of mine. So when it won, I was super thrilled. Oro, and I don't think when it didn't win in my previous editions, that it even crossed my mind because you know we're just taking in votes, and it's right. like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And when it won this year, I think everybody was—it prompted a conversation because it hadn't won before. I was there right before New Year's with my family. That's where we chose to do our, like, Christmas dinner, and— it's really cool if you haven't been in there. It's in the P- bottom of the PNC building. They actually describe it as like a fishbowl. It's floor-to-ceiling windows, and you're just looking out downtown, and it's really cool. It is two stories, but it's open air, um, like a terrace kind of, or mezzanine. I don't I don't know. Uh, I called it a loft. They don't agree with me about that. But <laughs> um, So, but the thing is, like, I've always gone to Oro. They opened in 2012, and I actually wrote the, when I was freelancing here at the time, I wrote the story about the opening. So I know them well. It's Chris yeah. and Kara Hilton. But I've always thought about them for their food program or their wine program. Um, they have this, like, 17-foot conveyor wine rack that nobody knows about. But yeah. the cocktails are cool. That's yeah. the
1: thing. They There's smoke. There's cool glasses. There's cool drinks. And it's worth going. Well, I was going to say this when we were talking about Watson Ward. They were not happy the year that they lost— There was a year they lost and weren't best overall. And so they became very impassioned that they were going to get themselves back on the list and they were going to work hard and they were going to— And so it's fun for me when there's somebody new on the list that hasn't been on the list before. Yeah. You know, it means they, you know, they really empowered. They reached out to their following and said, vote for us. Or people just, you know, inherently decided this was a great spot that had maybe not gotten a lot of um, acclaim. Yeah, I think so,
0: and I think it's interesting. Even as a consumer, when I saw them win, it made me go to their cocktail list, mm-hmm. and that was sort of my point. I hadn't thought about them in that way, and all of a sudden, I'm on their Instagram, looking at all these drinks with smoke coming out, and you know, skull glasses and cool. You know,
1: it's funny. I hadn't thought of them that way as well.
0: Yeah, so it's good. It's good for some fresh blood. as Yes, like to say. fresh blood. <laughs>
1: And so, Best oh, Cocktail Winners.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of cocktails, so we have the Best Cocktail Bars, and that is where Wilco, William & Company, comes in. Um, this is sort of just like like agave is their game. So, if you like tequila, if you like mezcal, this is where you want to go. If you follow us, you know that uh, Lily, the owner, recently opened a back bar with a separate name called La Valadora. That one's only open Thursday to Sunday that got some votes we didn't actually roll them in because it is a separate is considered a separate bar but it's just worth mentioning that you know people dig that too but it's just a great spot it doesn't matter what day you go it's always i want to say busy but i don't want to give the implication like annoying busy you know yeah. but just they have a really good following there's there's people in there doesn't matter if it's a monday or a wednesday or a saturday and it's a I sunday love to afternoon spot for me
1: yeah it's a good one that's my sunday afternoon spot
0: yeah, so, oh, pro tip, tamales. tamales. Do you know about these? Oh,
1: yeah, I've eaten the tamales. Yes, yes. There's always homemade tamales in there. Yes. The other two under best cocktails, so that Wilco and then Annie Betty's, this is the category they want in. I mean, keep in mind, they have 84 gins, six tonics, and 44 vermouths. All I could think was, can you think of all the variations in gin and tonics and martinis you could create with that? No. <laughs> I mean— And maybe I could find a tonic I like. (laughs) I have a photo that's on our Instagram of a gin and tonic that I remember when when I posted someone was like, how big is that drink? It looks like it's a a punch bowl. Yeah. And it really isn't. It has a stem on it. It's gorgeous. (laughs) The
0: stem makes it okay. Exactly.
1: No matter how big the rest of it is.
0: You know they have sake and juice boxes? Did you know that? I'm not a sake fan.
1: No, I mean— Sake doesn't like it. I
0: just—you know, I was saying earlier, they have more than just gin. Oh, they do. So, I mean, listen, they have sake and juice boxes. They have—I mean, they have whatever you want. Yeah. You know, obviously.
1: Yes. So, and then— Again, check it out. And yes. then, of course, one of our favorites. Yes. And, and, and a lot of people know of this spot, Haymaker. It gets a lot of attention from Thanksgiving to Christmas with yep. Miracle, obviously. And a lot of people go in because— Up until this year, it was our only sort of Christmas decorated bar, true bar. Right. And in fact, we did a party there this year. Now, as you say, pro tip, um, (laughs) if you want to hold a little work party, that's a great space to do it. They'll do it before they open in the afternoon. And we invited some of our favorite people in, people who share their stories with us. It was surprising
0: to me how many of them came in and didn't know about the miracle Miracle. aspect of it. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like— it's
1: been everywhere for a couple of years. Yeah, but so we should tell people in case they don't know. They they pick a bar, they pick a- 5 bars across the country, Miracle mm-hmm. Does, and then they Um, provide the glasses and sort of specialty cocktails, but all the glassware is just fun. I mean, there's like a dinosaur, Santa. Yeah. I mean, there are all these beautiful, fun glassware that go along with each cocktail. And they're uh, holiday-themed cocktails. Yes. And when you walk in, there's Christmas music playing, and there's decorations on each Every wall, it's like, every surface. Yeah. It's Christmas j-
0: threw up in there, but in a good way. In a
1: good way, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And it's and it's fun. But I will tell you, when they say they open at five o'clock, and you want to actually go, you need to be in line by four fifteen. Oh yeah, and I mean,
0: in general, like, and they do the miracle well too. But in general, that bar I feel like is known for its ambiance. It's yeah. very stylish. It's very sophisticated. Right off
1: Fayetteville Street, tucked behind. We're going to talk about Fayetteville Street on a future podcast, so you should check it out. There's lots of cool stuff coming, more coming to Fayetteville Street. But Haymaker is great. Josh has been there since it opened its doors. G. Patel owns it. It's just a great spot, beautiful, designed beautifully, the drinks are great. And one of their bartenders um, was on our noms list. Yeah,
0: and I think there's, you know, maybe a handful of bars in the city that I would say is a great spot to go Sit down and have a well made drink and know you can have a conversation and hear the person you're talking to and have a seat to sit in. And that's definitely one of them.
1: I've been urging them to open earlier. Ooh, I'm on it. That's going to be my bandwagon for 2023. Some of our bars need to open earlier in the day. Yeah. So you you have a place to take take someone. Yeah, exactly.
0: So jumping from cocktails.
1: (laughs) We're jumping from cocktails to best brewery. And you know, this is funny. All three of these are four-time winners in this category. And mm-hmm. I almost want to do a guess who, except you know who they are. I mean, it, they are, if you ask someone who the three best breweries are, who make the best beer in Raleigh, mm-hmm. who have the best spaces, who contribute to the community, who really have great impact on our city, you can name them. It's Trophy Brewing, Crank Arm, and Linwood. Mm-hmm. And and those all three of those companies give back to our city and also just make great beer.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm not a huge beer drinker, but these all three of them have good beer. And they have a big selection, which helps.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and Trophy does so many things. Right. I mean, in so many places. And Crank Arm, I mean, you know, I think about Adam. I mean, Adam is such—loves Raleigh so passionately. He, when our social districts— came online. He had just spent a, a week or 10 days in Savannah. And he came back, and he was the first to say, we're having a parade. The day it starts, we're going to parade from crank arm to poorhouse. Yep. And he had a— um, Monday morning parade. Monday morning. <laughs> we were all drinking at like 10, 30—no, uh, 11 o'clock is when it started. <laughs> and, you know, in a Mardi Gras-style band— yeah. we paraded it down was the street. Cool. It was one of the most fun things I've done on a Monday morning <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> long time. It was really cool. And then the same thing with Ted at Linwood Brewing. I mean, they have their location out on Glenwood out 70, but Linwood Brewing Concern and Wilson's, that space is phenomenal.
0: I'm a big Panthers fan and I didn't realize the Panthers had moved their Roaring Riot. You know, I just hadn't been watching them out in the last couple of years. And so I looked, and this year they are at Linwood Brewing Concern or LBC in Dock 1053. And I caught the last or second to last game there. And you have to go. Like, if you like football, and especially if you like the Panthers, it was cool. People were dressed up. Um, there was music. There was like cat scratches and meows and all kinds of things going on. It was almost like, obviously, not like being at a home game, but kind of. And beyond that, while that was going on, the whole other part of the bar and the yard and everything, all the tables are outside completely full, like families, 20-somethings, you know, up to 80-somethings. Like, it's just everybody loves it. And then, like you said, Wilson's, it's kind of like a partnership. And so even if you don't like beer, like, you can get a cocktail from Wilson's and come sit back with your friends at LBC. Like, it's really cool. And then, of course, Uptown, you mentioned, you know— the other Linwood, which is in our neck of the woods. So we love that there's a bar in the drink desert. Yes. Um, but they actually have a great rooftop. In yes. a lot of years they put like an igloo on it in the winter and um, it's a great spot. It's a great spot to watch games and it's good bar food.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. So All those right. are
0: our breweries.
1: A local icon since 1949 and where Raleigh comes to celebrate, savor, and enjoy. Village District is celebrating 75 years of tradition and taste. You can join the celebration for their 75th anniversary on Saturday, April 20th from 3 to 8 p.m. on Woodburn Road. Enjoy live music, pop-ups, a kid-friendly area, and the launch of their Village 75 beer, exclusively brewed by Standard Beer and Food. For more event details and other Village District happenings, you can follow Village District on Instagram at shopvillagedistrict, visit their website at shopvillagedistrict.com, or sign up to receive texts by texting the word village to 919-701-0202. Time to add the mix into the mix of your go-to hotspots with signature craft cocktails and neat pours, 12 rotating craft beers and eight rotating fine wines, plus cider and bubbles. The mix has the perfect pour for everyone. Take flight with beer, wine, whiskey, mezcal, and tequila. Or not in the spirit, craft cannabis gummies and high seltzers also invite. Sprawl out on the patio, post up on the couch with your laptop on a weekday, catch the big game on multiple TVs, or cozy up in the wine library for an upscale paired tasting. Weekly events keep the good times coming from tastings to live music and more. For the full lineup of events and offerings, visit BottleMix.com. Yes, with two X's. So that's BottleMix.com. And we're going to
0: jump from breweries to rooftops. Yes. One that was sort of maybe an obvious win is the Willard. Um, They won last year. And I think this one just is very—people love it. I just remember, like, I remember when we got the media invite to go up there, and it just felt kind of different than the other rooftops. Like, there were it was winter. So there was fires, and now there's this huge mur- mural that Taylor White painted that people really love called From the Ashes. And there's small plates, and it's just a really good vantage point of the city. And it's a very nice atmosphere. It's
1: a little cozier than some of the others, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the fireplaces, the way the seating is set up, it's just— it feels cozy.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I guess it depends on what kind of vibe you're going right. for. Right. Absolutely. Know? So on the other side of that, and in some ways these remind me of each other, like an atmosphere, like the white, all the white. But mm-hmm. Level 7 yes. is one in Midtown. Um, so they also have small bites. They're European-inspired. Um, very sophisticated drinks. Small batch distillery. Small vineyard labels. But I think this place is just always packed. Like I feel like any it's time hopping. I go up— Yeah. It's like the place to be— I prefer this is gonna make me sound so old, but if I were gonna go there, I'd rather go at like five <laughs> when no one's there. They have By like eleven,
1: I'm like, I'm out of here. Well, now. they do a lot of live music up there too. They do They're yeah. almost all the time. They do. And they have an indoor-outdoor space. So if it's too hot or too cold for someone, you can still enjoy the vibe, sort of like the Wheeler. Yeah,
0: that's why, yeah, I feel like there's some some overlap there. And now, but this one too is just a totally different perspective of the city. It is really cool if you haven't been on a rooftop in Midtown to look like toward downtown from there, it's, yeah. It's and what's going on at North Hills, too. And of course, the third one the
1: third one is one of my favorites. It's High Garden. You know, Nile, when he reopens the old Solus that we all know, Sola, yes. the three levels, that rooftop is just spectacular. It I is. mean, it, it's just such a great view of downtown and Glenwood South, and I love all the greenery. And, you know, he—because he also owns Annie Betty's, they have that gin tree that's up there. Yes. The gin and tonic tree. So they that's do— It's so cool. And we've, we've done a couple of events up there. It's a great space. So and you have to tell
0: people what the gin tree is.
1: It's, the gin tree is— It's like—it looks like a tree, and it's like five gin drinks, it's right? It's five gin cocktails— um, and they're all stacked on it, and they mix them all at one time. There's a video on our Instagram. And don't they do it in front of you? They do. They, yeah. they come out, and yeah. so five of you get drinks off of it, and they mix them right in front of you.
0: I mean, I think part of going out is the experience. Yes. And all oh. these places oh. make good drinks, obviously. Yeah. But when there's, you know, it's like dinner and a show.
1: <laughs> it's Absolutely. A like cocktail and a show. <laughs> Absolutely. It's super fun. Okay, so this is— From high is, to low.
0: high
1: to low. There she called it. Um, this is one of my favorite love-hate categories because we host an event. Um, every year we host an event, and we give out the awards. And we make it clear, if you don't show, we don't call your name from the stage. you got to send someone. I don't care if it's the dishwasher. I don't care who you send. Parking she does attendant, actually care. I actually do care. But if you don't send someone, I'm not calling your name. Yeah, well, let's I mean, someone's better way. than no one, right? Last year, we didn't call anybody. We didn't even mention the dive bar category because <laughs> none of them showed up. <laughs> hurt my feelings, I admit. I maybe got, they
0: thought it was too. You a little butt hurt
1: <laughs> for them. I'm a little butt hurt over, but oh, it man. is one of my favorite categories because no one loves a dive bar more than I do. That's true.
0: I mean, in every city,
1: I think there's one dive bar you have to find or visit. That's what
0: I was going to say for our getaway stories. Gina Notoriously will be like, oh, I know this great dive bar in Chicago or (laughs) or that
1: you have to include. But I am excited that um, the Cardinal made the list. Yes, that is so fantastic. And it was Jason really, Howard has RSVP'd and swears he's coming.
0: I'm very excited about this, that he's coming, yes, but also that they won because that was, to me, such a strange uh, overlook last year. Oh, I agree. I mean, it is definitely one of we've the best got a, dives. But you
1: know, the hard part is we've got quite a few bars that some of us think fit in that dive bar category.
0: Yeah, people don't. Remember you had us do a story on what is a bar? What is a dive bar? <laughs> Did you forget that? We literally halfway through voting were like, okay, people.
1: Yeah. Let's define. So, so that you know, because people were voting for.
0: Well, they didn't know what a suburb was. That's 100 That's
1: enough. that make a whole podcast on people not understanding what a suburb bar is. They kept asking us if Durham was a suburb. I'm like, no, that's a city. We're voting for a bar that's in downtown Raleigh and calling it a suburb yes. bar. But the. And, and I will tell you, Slim's, Sorry. it made the list. It has almost every year and has not. They don't show up, and that's okay. I, I get it. But. I went to Slim's. I hadn't been to Slim's in a long time. And this summer or fall, whenever, went during hopscotch. We were hopscotching around. And on a Sunday afternoon, there was a show there. I mean, literally like a one o'clock show. When was the last time you've been a Slim's in daylight? Oh, okay. Maybe never. Like, that's really impressive. I have to say the show was fantastic. The music was great. The beer was great. I think I like Slims better in the dark. Well, that's what I was gonna say. In like Slim's bathroom, is like it's, it's scary. just like um, I don't know. It's like an
0: Al Pacino movie. Like meets like Pearl Jam. Like it's like <laughs> a back backyard. Like it's got this backyard that it's known for. Like even if you're not a smoker, like yeah. people will go to Slim's and stand in the backyard and just like be out. Which is actually in a parking deck, by the way. Yeah, I mean it's the, not. Like, there's it's nothing, not a backyard. And, on the one hand, there's like nothing cool about it because it's not like like, like ambiance wise. But I think on the other hand, it's like the coolest thing. Oh, like yeah. if you're in the know and you go and like, and also just Talk like the better. proximity, <laughs> the proximity to the music when you're there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're like, it's kind of like we were just talking about this today at work. Like, it's kind of like the proximity of you to the comedian at Good Nights. Mm-hmm. It's like you're right at their feet. Oh, you're oh, right Where there. else can you be that way but Slims when it comes to, to music here, you know? Absolutely. And so it's its its own unique little Dungeon.
1: <laughs> so while Cardinal dive. was new to the dive bar list, the other new part, new bar— Yeah, this
0: one this one it surprised me in a good way. So Circa made it. And I—you know, this place has been around for a hot minute, and I've had um, friends that, that work there and seen it go through cycles, and I feel like it's had a resurgence lately. And, you know, I actually think what part of this is, and I don't know if you will agree with me, but Boxcar is very popular, mm-hmm. and I can't tell you the number of times I've heard this combination of, like, well, we went to Boxcar and then we went to Circa— and so I think that that happens too when there's a walkable connection. But it's a great bar. I mean, there's billiards in there. There's a hidden patio, which by the way is like just that like should the be a story. Yeah, we like should just like hidden the Slim's patios. patio. It yeah. is like people that know it's there. Like it's really cool.
1: You remember we taped our first podcast? Yeah. We were so terrified to tape our first podcast <laughs> that I'm pretty sure we had like. I don't know, three cocktails before you go back in the listen. car. We're we were tipsy. sitting in the car going, <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can do this. And as soon as it was over, I mean, literally as soon as it was over, we were like, where do we walk to? We went to Circa
0: yep, to celebrate. we sure did, which actually reminds me. That means they must open early enough in the afternoon, or maybe it was 5. Didn't they? I think they opened it. Do they open they it They open early. But yeah, anyway, we went in there, and he was not ready to open. But he opened. But he opened. And uh, we had a great time. And this place is also, you know, its identity is sort of its— uh, aesthetics and amenities, and so very old-school, moody, dark mahogany, exposed bricks, just very, like, cool meets, Come as you are. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a good
1: place to go, and the drinks are strong, just so you know. Well, and uh, a good shout way. out to them that the very first awards party we had, we hosted at Junction West. Junction West had just opened. Mm-hmm. We had not really planned for an after party. At that point, we were just pants on fire trying to host our first event and not sure people would show up. And then we end up with like 250 bar owners and bartenders. It was great. And somebody looked around and said, where are we going next? I was like, uh, and we started walking and we walked from Junction West to Circa. Yeah. And it was so fun. All of the overall best bar winners. Everybody had their their little shakers and their trophies. It was kind of fun.
0: Yeah, it is fun. To, I mean, the after parties are. It's fun to see that like massive people go from one bar to another. It yes. has to be walkable though, or you lose people.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, just and it's nature. also nice because at that point we can let our hair down and oh, we've yeah. done our part. All we're doing now is just drinking. Oh yeah, the we're bars. throwing
0: a best bars party where we're not drinking. We have like one yeah. drink we have and a then little- yeah, and then <laughs> and then we get to the after party, and that always makes the next. Day. They were a little more, you know, yeah. Painful. But okay, best new bar. Now that was this one's a talker, I think, because last year there were so many new bars that we expanded the category to give five. Yeah. And this year, there were so few Best New Bars, and the votes were so clear on, like, two versus mm-hmm. everything else was, like, kind of like watching Family Feud. One person said this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's so there's two winners. I think it does speak to how many things came out of the ground last year and were finally able to open, you right. know, post-pandemic. But so we have Flask. I mean, this blew everyone out of the water, to be honest, yes. for the Best New Bar. And then uh, Local 919, which is great. I think it's a good mis- mix, excuse me, between, like, the cocktail concept in a bottle shop. Right. And Raleigh loves bottle shops.
1: And Flask is in an area. So Flask is out in the Briar Creek area, but not in the congested parts, sort of off to the side. It's just neat. They do great cocktails, great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. They own the pizza restaurant next door, so you can eat, but it doesn't feel like a restaurant. It really feels like a cocktail bar. And Anthony has done a great job. And he's also done a really good job. He realizes he's in Briar Creek, right? Right. And he realizes that sometimes that doesn't carry the sort of swagger that being downtown and being a successful cocktail bar does right. unfortunately. But he is he has developed some really strong relationships with John Sealbinder and you know Kevin Barrett with some bar owners that he sort of figured out how to still be part of that community. And yeah. and I love that. Well, and he brought
0: something that everybody probably so desperately mm-hmm. wanted. I mean, it's all big box stores and chains. Yes. And so now you have a true Non-chain, local, upscale, but not intimidating. You right. know, it's still calm as you are. Cocktail bar, very community-driven. Um, it, and it's just a great spot yeah. and sensational drinks. And so they, they definitely deserve it. And then Local 919, I actually personally did not know a lot about this spot. This is the one on on of the 50. There's <laughs> like, one
1: every year that pops <laughs> up on our radar and we're like, how do we not know about this? We know about every other bar and right. every other little hole. And we had not heard a whole lot about them. And so we yeah. had, we did a little digging.
0: Yeah. So this one comes from a team of locals since the name 919 and their love of craft beverages. And so they they lean and see beverages, but they have some from even across the pond. And they have a space for social gatherings, events, hangouts, mm-hmm. game days, you yeah. know. So And it is in North Raleigh. So for people who want more places to go in North Raleigh, definitely check them out.
1: All of it was pretty exciting, but the hype around best bartender this year. So this was born out of a conversation of, you know, really acknowledging that this is a profession. That's one of the things that I think has come out of the shift out of COVID before is that, you know, we're looking for ways the hospitality community is to pay their employees more, to treat it as a profession and it be Mm -hmm. respected. And so one of the ideas we had was it's time, you know, six years in, let's really let's curate a list of nominees. We worked with the bar owners. We worked with hospitality influencers, insiders, Mm -hmm. and our staff who gets out a lot and really curated (laughs) a good list, I think, of bartenders, 16 of them. Mm -hmm. And then we put it out there and we said, spend the next four weeks, go visit them, go have a drink with them, drop in, say hello, and then vote.
0: I love that. I love what you said, too, about it being a profession. And I would even say an an art form Mm -hmm. and hence the name Craft Cocktails. But, um, I mean, nobody can just walk behind a bar and do what these people do. No. And it's also— being in the public like that and having the personality to manage that is a really big deal. So uh, this was a heated race, and people—talk about feelings. People had a lot of feelings about I'm gonna, this. I'm going to
1: tell a story, and I'm not going to tell who the bartender is or who the bar is. So we announce the nominees. They come out in the magazine, and it's a Sunday afternoon. And I go into a bar and sit down and order a drink. They make it, and I'm like, hmm, doesn't taste quite right. And it was fine. It was fine. So a few minutes later, the bartender looks at me and he goes, so, didn't make the nominee list, huh? I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> I said, did you mess with my drink? And I'm just kidding. He didn't. <laughs> but he was funny. And I went back in several times because it was a favorite spot over four weeks, and he never got over it. And I'm not sure he's going to get over it.
0: We but- got, yeah, we got added so many times on social media. Like, why didn't this bar- bartender from this bar or... Okay, yes, this bar, but why that bartender? You know, it, yeah. it was like, okay, so. Next year, know, we may ask
1: for input in um, October. If you've got a, a nomination you want to send in, at least we'll consider We
0: could do some open nominations. That might be fun. But ultimately, I think the people inside the industry curating yes. the list makes sense. Um, because I think it Public is, input would be fun.
1: I think it's far more, you know, the experience that we go in and have or that somebody's sitting on the other side. Because honestly, it's about creating cocktails that sell. It's about yeah. running a bar. It's yeah. about—there's it, so much more to it than just—I mean, obviously, the experience the customer has is important, but there's so much more to it.
0: Well, and ultimately— You know
1: this because you used to be a bartender. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's why it really resonated with me when you said that it's a profession because I do think—and it, it shows us to chasing some of the larger cities because— I think people understand in, in cities like Manhattan, you, you're not going to just go be a bartender, no. you know, and you're starting to finally get that here. But so we're burying the lead. Uh, also to your point about it's more than just making a drink. The way these people make you feel, the way they interact with you, it's it's all part of it. And so for that reason, our 2023 best bartender is Colby
1: Kress from Dram and Draft. And and I mean, I I think he's, Deserving. The voting was tight, and it shifted at times between— It was so tight. It got down to really three or four bartenders, and they the sort of cream rose to the top, and Mm -hmm. there were four. But Colby just pulled away, and he won. And I have personal experience with him in the sense that I laugh and say, you know, I can walk in, and he looks across the room and goes, Prosecco or gin and tonic? And I know I'm not the only person he does that with. I I mean, I think you see him smile. He— he makes a good drink, and he has a hell of a memory for what people like to drink.
0: Well, yeah, and who they are. I think that's the thing: is that if you've been in a bar several times and somebody doesn't realize they've seen you before, that's so different than going yeah. in one where somebody's like, "Good to see you again." Yeah. You, even if they don't remember what you drink or remember right. your name, you know. And so, and Colby's just always smiling. He's always happy. I, I've told this story before, but on Labor Day when they got overwhelmed unexpectedly, or the day before Labor Day, he was there by himself, mm-hmm. and the bar filled up, and he never stopped smiling. He never sped up in a good way his drink process or his customer interactions. And that's what you want. Like you don't want to feel like you're not important. You never got I'm sure he's like, I just saw this, I heard this analogy. I, I imagine just how he felt. It was like be like a duck, calm up top and swimming like hell underneath. <laughs> that's probably how he felt that day. But he was
1: still talking to people yeah. and he was still acting like he, hey, I'm glad you're here. He, it's gonna yep. take a minute.
0: He looked cool as a cucumber, but I'm sure I have been in his shoes and I'm sure he was like. But that's it. That's all part of why he would win. You know, he didn't—he's cool
1: under pressure. He makes consistently good drinks. He makes people feel special. So as Melissa said a few minutes ago, this issue, this best bartender issue, um, will drop today. So as you listen to this, go look for it. It'll be on the streets. But I was going to tell you, we— the the photo is a drink that Colby made and he's pouring it and there's really no hint of him except for his bright colored shirt on the cover. And his little tattoo you see you don't even yeah. see his shirt, you just see a tattoo on his forearm. Right. But what's funny is we wanted to shoot the winning bartender without them knowing it. So we went out of our way. We even had the photographer in on it where we said we had four photo shoots that day. We were shooting four different covers and four different bartenders. And so— whatever. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he was all in. He goes, now, where are we going next? And, oh, we're running late. You know, it was like we really put on a show to try to make sure that— that when we unveiled it, it was a true. So surprise. shout out to Forest. Forest played uh, along. Yes. Forest Mason shot the cover, and I I love it. It's um,
0: this yeah. is a cool cover, but you guys have got to grab this issue. It's a cool issue, uh, period. But it's a cool cover because it's such a juxtaposition between his tattooed arm and this upscale drink, and it's just it's yeah. a really cool cover. Liz killed it. Yes, so, and and obviously for us with the photography.
1: Oh yeah. So quick, a qu- couple of quick questions, rapid fire. What was the biggest surprise to you on the on, of the wins or losses? Um, I I
0: was happily surprised that the Cardinal um, made it, and I think especially just you know because we were so surprised they weren't on there last year. And then just as an aside, Woody's like same had the same reaction where like duh that's one of the best game day bars, but it wasn't on there last year. And when when people aren't voting for it, you don't right always go there yeah. so it, or the fans were remiss before and now they they got it and i mean they killed it this year so it's interesting like how the vote we've had so many more votes than we've ever had before oh, yeah. i mean this was insane.
1: Unbelievable. so and i i think my big surprise is one of my favorite bars did not make the list and yeah, I was same. kind of heartbroken. Pink Boot did not make the list. It was on the list last year as one of the best new bars and got lots of votes. And I mean, it really came in under the wire last year. Yeah, but it came in under the wire and one
0: best new bar just in time. Right. But, so and our and, and our voting went a little later last year than it did this year. So, but I mean, it doesn't matter because we didn't have one open that this yeah. time this year. But, so I'm disappointed that that
1: didn't. But uh, you know, I also I know that as Raleigh has more people and we have more bars. You know, you have to push it. You have to remind people sometimes.
0: Yeah, and that's just not Jason's thing, although he did have two other bars win, so yeah. I don't know. Would you consider Pink Boot a dive?
1: I wouldn't. See, I, 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 I wouldn't either, and I think dive. that's— I mean, I,
0: that, I— I don't know. I wonder what Jason would— I don't Jason know. Jason would
1: probably say it is. He, or that he it would, probably
0: would. Um, I honestly feel like he's—
1: I don't know what category it would fit in.
0: I feel like I would put it in a dive if I would put Cardinal in a dive because yeah. it's a similar concept. And then you just have like the bougie Atlantic I, th- I thought she's going to
1: say cocktail bar because she likes so many of the cocktails. Well,
0: the I, <laughs> if you remember, right? If you remember, I actually thought Pink Boot might even go as far as best we, overall. We, so I clearly don't know anything. We made
1: predictions before we ever started the voting of who we thought was going to make it just in the office. So is there anywhere that made the list that you haven't visited? And I was proud to say last year that all 50 bars— I'm not sure my family would have been proud of that, but that I had been to all 50. Is there anybody on the list that you have not— So I'm going to sound like a lush, but no. I mean, unless you count like—
0: well, local nine one nine is the one, and then unless you count the that bottle mix is rebranding as the mix, and it's not open yet, so like couldn't have couldn't go there. Yeah. But bottle mix is what won, so
1: yeah, yeah, no, no, I've been to them all except Yeah, that local nine one nine is going to get a visit from both of us <laughs> fairly soon for sure. Yeah, um, not so much a question, but can you know we can tell them where the party is? I know you wouldn't reveal it before, so I'm going to let you do the honors. Well, when this drops, it will have already happened. Because the party is would have been last night. That's right. And it's um at the new, highly anticipated, underground good nights. I'm
0: so excited. First
1: major event to be held there. We have been working on this for months. Yeah. And so appreciative to um Brad and Mark Grossman. They've turned out to be great friends. Yeah. It's I a phenomenal like, space. I don't know if Brad would agree with us or not, but I feel like
0: us wanting to do the party there, like kinda helped get them oh, open yeah. because they-
1: Like at this point, like we don't have a backup plan, so you're gonna need to be open or we're gonna come in there. I started telling him that Christmas Eve, I'm like, You are gonna be open, right? I said, Because if I go ahead and send invites out, you gotta be open. He goes, I'll be there no matter what, we'll be there. So,
0: yeah, so yeah, I mean, if you follow us on Instagram, by the time you're hearing this, where the party was last night, but there's still plenty of posts and stories, you can go see the space and obviously get tickets to go to the space too. Absolutely, and we're gonna potentially do a bonus episode about the party. Oh, yeah. We'll wait and see if there's any uh, good tea to spill.
1: So (laughs) grab your list— and save it. Seriously, this is a hot issue. It sells out. It is gone. We have two issues left from last year. So get your copy. True. And if you subscribe by the 5th of February. I think it's the 6th this year. The 6th. Sorry, 5th mm-hmm. or 6th. Then we will mail you this issue, and you are guaranteed to get it if you subscribe. $10, yeah, and this, 10 issues. It's yeah. just
0: a bucket list. It's great. Like, where am I going to have a drink? You know, I, I literally use the back of our magazine when I'm trying to figure out where to go to dinner because yeah. I just can't think. And so this is the same thing, like, oh, what's the vibe I'm looking for? Great. Yeah. Here's where I'm going. These are the best bars in town. So
1: Happy drinking. Cheers. Cheers. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh Insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon. Want more of Raleigh Magazine in between issues? Visit RaleighMag.com and subscribe to our newsletters. They come out Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Five-minute read keeps you up to date. And especially on Friday, dish on this. Where to eat, where to drink, what to do this weekend. Subscribe for free at RaleighMag.com.